We're putting scalps on the board today, folks. Scalps on the board. First, we're going to Saudi Arabia for the Saudi shuffle. What's going on? Did the Biden administration leak a story about Saudi Arabia and MBS getting immunity in exchange for increasing oil production? Or was it completely fake? And then AP reporter that we called out, James Laporta, summarily fired for lying about the Ukrainian missile that hit Poland. You need to get into this episode. But first, I want to remind you guys that we know there's a lot of craziness going on out there. There's so much. But we are going to come together and we're going to map out the way forward for 2023 and 2024. And the summit all takes place in Phoenix, Arizona with myself, Charlie Kirk, Steve Bannon, Tucker Carlson. You must attend this workshop. You must attend this training seminar because we are going to put the pieces together. We're going to have a special ticket sale that runs this weekend, amfest.com, starting on Friday, goes all the way through to Cyber Monday, amfest.com, promo code POSO. Make sure you secure your attendance to this summit. Let's get into it. Over the summer, did the U.S. strike a deal with Saudi Arabia to boost oil production? Look, there was, uh, and we, we talked about it before the trip, um, that uh, uh, that energy security was going to be something the president talked about when we went, that we were having conversations uh, with Saudi Arabia before the trip about better balancing supply and demand. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is November 22nd, 2022, Anno Domine. Folks, the Biden administration put out this, we think the Biden administration put this out, this massive story that they've given immunity to MBS for the killing of Khashoggi. There's these lawsuits involving him. But remember, we know what the Biden administration is desperate for. They are desperate for oil production to go up from OPEC because they know gas prices are absolutely looking at like they are going to skyrocket during the holiday season. They know that the economy is going to crash because Q4 is not shaping up the way they want it. Just it is what it is. It's not shaping up. So a story pops in the Wall Street Journal and all of a sudden based on anonymous sources, anonymous sources that I believe we're going to find out comes from the Biden administration, their White House themselves, that says the Saudis are going to ramp up oil production because of the MBS immunity over this Khashoggi killing, the lawsuits, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the problem, though. The Saudis just came out and completely denied the entire thing. They said it's absolutely false. And so for a couple hours there, for a couple hours, Price of oil in the futures market absolutely tanked. Then Saudis deny the rumors. Then the price goes all the way back up. It looks like, and I've been talking to uh, some folks on the the street, as they call it. They're saying this looks like market manipulation. They look that it looks like somebody may have had some oil puts in this and probably made a ton of money in that situation because the market moved that much on fake news. To help me explain all of this, to help me break it down and make sense of all of it, bring it on again, Libby Emmons from the Post Millennial to kind of ride co-chair. Libby, thanks for coming on with us. Sure thing, Jack. So 
Libby, and you at the Post Millennial were in the middle of breaking this story and, and we were going through it. And then all of a sudden the Saudis come out. It was like whiplash back and forth. Why do you mm-hmm. suppose this is going on? And do you agree with my assessment that it it very well may have been somebody within the Biden administration that leaked this story? Again, one of those anonymous sources to The Wall Street Journal. I think there's a good chance that it was a leak directly from the Biden administration. And I wouldn't really put anything past this administration when it comes to using and manipulating media in order to achieve their personal ends and ends to line their own pockets. We keep seeing stuff like that. So, yeah, I think there's a I think there's a pretty good chance that um, that that's true. I also think if you said that publicly, there's a good chance that you would get fact checkers after you as well. Right. And that's that's why I always have to say, you know, I think, you know, or potentially I think that would be the most likely reason. You know, of course, we you know, we're getting fact checked left and right. They're coming after our Facebook. They're going to everything. But what's interesting, though, at least on Twitter now, because Elon is back um, and it's just kind of allowed freedom of speech to come back, I should say. Apparently, NPR was messing with me on this. We have to pull that clip or, or was very, very upset with me for uh, for saying that all the people who were conducting censorship operations at Twitter have all been summarily fired and frog marched out of there, which, you know, I, I have no problem with whatever, <laughs> you know what I, and here's, here's my response to NPR, which I haven't heard the clip yet. We're trying to dig it up. Um, my response to NPR is as follows. NPR, you mad? Stay mad. Stay mad, NPR. But, but really Libby, when we look at these situations, right, the Biden administration knows this economy Okay, they did well in the elections. They did better than they thought they were going to do. They lost the House. The economy is not going to get any better. I think he's probably thinking about the fact that, you know, he's going up for reelection. He says that he's going to run again. They realize that their administration, even if uh, even if they were able to maintain the Senate, they're not in a good place going forward for a 2023 or 2024, I mean, you know, going in front of the American people and saying they need to get hired again. I think they're thinking about the polling. I think they're thinking about their standing and the fact that at the at the end of the day, they still haven't allowed for an increase in American domestic oil production. And that's really what this is all about, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's a really huge issue as well. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I do think that American energy independence is something that any leader of this country should be striving for with their utmost uh, vim and vigor. And that's something that the Biden administration is not doing. They are beholden to the green lobby. They have said outright that they want to uh, eventually completely dismantle the fossil fuel industry. And then they turn around and blame oil producers for not striking out and and uh, drilling more. Meanwhile, how are you going to get more investors in your company if you have the federal government claiming that they're going to shut down your entire industry? It, you know, it, it's, well, it's also they play this game, you know? right? They play this game. And I see libs falling into this trap all the time where they say and, and Jen Psaki used to say it all the time when she was in there and they would get this question. They would say, why are gas prices going up? And they would say, well, they have the permits. They have the permits. They have the permits. No, 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 no. Just because mm-hmm. you have leased land does not mean you have full approval, right? They're playing exactly. a shell game when they say, of course, do, do you honestly think that the oil companies don't want to drill oil? Do you think that they like having to get oil processed and shipped from overseas and bring it into the United States? You really think that they want that or they want to be able to drill oil here so they don't have to pay anyone in the middle for all of that? Pro- right. It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous to me. And yet they yeah, play this game ridiculous. where they say, oh, the leases are out, the permits are out, but they can't get the approvals to do the actual drilling. Look, we went up to Alaska. 
We went up there last mm-hmm. year under the Biden administration in the stuff. Guess what? Nobody was drilling. The, I saw I saw these amazing, incredible, wonderful, as Charlie says, oil rigs. They weren't moving. Nobody was working. You know why? Because of the Biden administration. And 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 yeah. Libby, I think what it is, I think that they are just tied theologically and financially to this green movement, to this pagan medieval cult of Gaia. And that's what it's all about. But but Libby, we'll, we'll get into more of it in the next second, because I have to say, I have to say, it's hard to grasp why anybody would keep voting for record inflation, skyrocketing climb and an open border. Likewise, why would anybody continue funding the left by sticking with the big wireless carriers? Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, and they want to make it easy for you to try their service. Libby, I'm going to tell you right now, Libby, you need to give them a 60-day trial to show them why I trust them. Right now, Libby, when you try Patriot Mobile for two months, you'll get your third month free plus free activation. They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks, the same towers as all three of the carriers. So Libby will get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Libby, what you need to do is go to patriotmobile.com poso or call them. They're 100% U.S.-based customer service team. Libby, if you are fed up with woke companies that don't care about Libby's values, support a company that does. Make the switch today and get a free month of activation and free service. PatriotMobile.com slash POSO. That's PatriotMobile.com slash POSO. Team uh, Russian, Emmanuel, you know, this is war. And I think that both sides will, will, will accuse another side of this, another side of this war, yes? I think that we don't need escalation, escalation between Russia and NATO. We don't need it. Emmanuel, do you think that I I want to have war with Russia? No, believe me, I don't want to have. I I don't want to have war with Russia, and I'm, believe me, I'm extra careful, extra careful. I'm talking only about Article Four. I don't talk about Article Five. What you will do? What? So that was the president of Poland, Andrzej Duda, coming out and saying that, no, it was actually a prank phone call. He thought he was on the call with, uh, with the president of France. Turns out it was a couple of pranksters. But you heard him saying there, I don't want war with Russia. I don't want Article 5. We shouldn't do this. And thank God, right? Thank God, because we don't want World War III. I don't think anybody does. But what's amazing, and Libby, you guys have the story up, so I want to break it down. Well, I'll give you the chance to break it down from post-millennial side. The AP reporter who broke, quote unquote, oh, he broke a lot. All right. This guy, he, he was he breaking shouldn't. a lot of things, broke the story, wrote the story that Russian missiles had hit Poland that was later retracted and turned out to be completely false because it actually was Ukrainian missiles. And people got very upset at me because I had an emotional response to Poland getting hit. I never blamed anybody, by the way, never blamed anyone. Never. You had people like Daryl Cooper lying about me, saying that I said the U.S. should get involved, right? Never said that. I just said, nope. I want Poland. Like, if, if this was a deliberate attack on Poland, then yeah, you better believe I want blood. But it wasn't. And I never said who. And I never said anything like that. But well, turns yeah. out this guy was fired. Walk us through the story. Yeah. So the AP put out a story saying that uh, Russian missiles had landed in a, or missile had landed in a Polish town on the border and killed people. Um, 
it seemed very clear that this could uh, incite World War III absolutely directly because, of course, we have a deal with um, NATO. Poland is part of NATO that if there is an incursion on Polish soil, the U.S. will begin to think about um, measures to, uh, you know, counteract that, to, to go after whoever caused that incursion. And I remember the day that this happened and you and I were talking about this and we were talking about this at the Post Millennial and trying to figure out what was going on. And we looked at it and we said, you know, we really ought to slow our roll on this one. The AP came out with this report with an anonymous source who was saying that it was Russian, um, that it was Russian missile. They, they didn't say directly that it was an attack, but they did say that it was a Russian missile. And it later showed that it was not a Russian missile, that it was, in fact, um, uh, you know, armaments from Ukraine, what they were calling sort of friendly fire along those terms, and that the AP had gotten the story all wrong. The only problem with getting the story all wrong in a case like this and going with an anonymous source in a case like this is that, yes, it could directly lead to nuclear destruction of the entire world. So, so who is the guy? Really who should have been a little more careful. What was the guy's careful. name, and what was the process that led to his firing? Um, yeah, so the process that led to his firing was that it became clear that he um, just went with this source and didn't get any confirmation. His name was Laporta. Uh, I can check my notes on that. James Laporta. He's thirty-five James years Laporta. old. James Laporta. So that's folks- right. If we've got a wall of scalps, we've got to put James Laporta up on the wall, fired from NPR, a guy, by the way, who used to work for the Daily Beast, who actually, a a scumbag who actually came up from the gutter, but kept all the scum on him from that gutter. It wasn't a diamond in the rough. No, he was scum in the scum. And the slime never washed off of him because he just he drinks slime for breakfast. That's pretty much all he does. He bathes in it and rolls around (laughs) in the muck. And he decided to go and take his sleazy slime bag ways to the Associated Press. Now, the Associated Press is typically seen as one of the most objective and uh, most trusted names in American media. It just is. It just really is. I wouldn't say that people realize that, you know, CNN and, and New York Times have definitely lost a lot of their veneer of respectability, but the Associated Press still very much maintains theirs. And so, Libby, what does it mean that a guy for AP, so they were dumpster diving, for some reason they went down way down into the very bottom of the dumpster past the, uh, you know, the the groomer, um, the groomer approvers, which we're going to be talking about a little bit next, all the way down in through the depths, right through the, the Dante circles, all the way down to the Daily Beast, which is basically at the level of journalism of like the SPLC or Media Matters, one of these like David Brock, George Soros kind of, you know, mouthpieces. And they elevate them up to the AP level. You just don't see that. And I got to say, AP, you really can't hire somebody from there. You really can't. Don't ever even think about it again. This guy, by the way, a complete disgrace, not only to his name, a disgrace to the Marine Corps. He lied, by the way, about being at one point. He said he was an intel Marine. No, that's not true. He did some intel for his unit at one point. So he used to lie about that. And it just goes to show you that when you trust liars from a place like the Daily Beast, then this is what you end up with. You end up with World War III all over your face because you got a piece of scum who will never be able to be anything but that. Libby Evans. 
Yeah, I think this is very concerning that the AP let this pass. People forget that journalism is not an easy job. It's very difficult. And if you're going to be trusting anonymous sources, you better get confirmation from multiple sources to make sure that what you're reporting is on point. This Laporta fellow clearly did not do that. Um, and I think it's probably right and just that he should not be in the profession of journalism anymore. I mean, perhaps he wants to go write about some beauty contests in New Hampshire or things like that. Uh, but he certainly shouldn't be reporting on. I wouldn't trust him. I wouldn't trust him around those. Diplomacy. If we're talking about, by the way, those 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 with the little girls. No, I wouldn't trust this guy around little girls. Not for a <laughs> second. No, little girls, little boys. You definitely want to keep them away from James Laporta and pretty much any journalist in in general. You know, I, I, I really don't think that that that's something that should be appropriate or should ever, ever be followed. But Libby, let me give you the final word. And, and you're an editor. What would you have done if someone under under your tutelage had uh, had committed an act like this? I certainly hope that my first impulse would be to say, hey, where did you get this information? I need to know who your source is. Show me everything about this. That's something that I've done before working with journalists who bring me original stories. And it's why original reporting takes a lot longer to turn around than like, these people said this on Twitter. You know, <laughs> you have to like go dig and find it out. Um, right, but for so, yeah. of this gravity, would you have run it based on one anonymous source? No, I would not have run it based on one anonymous source. And I certainly wouldn't have run it without, as the editor, speaking to that source myself and digging into where they're getting their information and trying to get them to go on the record. Because Especially, something like this, there's no we're, reason we're to be just anonymous about out of about time, it. But, but it's exactly right, right? There, there were journalists on the ground. We're talking about something that happened with physical evidence, with photographic evidence. I mean, you easily could have gone and verified this before running with it. But that's not what they did. And so what we say to the James Laportas out there in the rest of the world, when you look up a definition of scumbag in the dictionary and see a picture of yourself, don't worry, because I'm sure there are many, many other journalists who will soon join you. Hours before a, a, what they called an all ages drag brunch, which is probably the number one target of these uh, anti-LGBTQ um, uh, events recently. Like, for example, the Proud Boys will go and protest any drag brunch, any um, any drag story hour, anything that a child might go to meet a, a drag queen, not, you know, just to show them that they're human beings and people. They talk, they, they go there and they, they read Dr. Seuss there. They read uh, regular books, uh, but it's read by a drag queen and they, you know, they have breakfast. Uh, it is not some hypersexual event, but that's what it's viewed as on the far right. Um, I've been following this since about March and April. We follow, you know, online hate trends, I guess. And since mm -hmm. April and March, really, the LGBT community has been the main focus of this hatred. It starts, it, there is a pipeline. It starts from some smaller accounts online, like libs of TikTok. It moves to the right-wing blogosphere, and then it ends up on Tucker Carlson, or it ends up out of a right-wing politician's mouth. And it's a really dangerous cycle that, that does have real-world consequences. So Brandy Zarodny, Ben Collins, blaming the right wing, blaming libs of TikTok for this horrific, admittedly, obviously regrettable and horrific event that took place in Colorado Springs, the shooting, blaming it on all of them, us basically. But then you also have Ben Collins coming up there and saying, you know, these these events are fine. Is it this? It's perfectly fine to bring children around drag queens. It's totally normal. There's nothing wrong with it. Look at how far we've gone. Look at how far we've gone as a society where a few years ago we were told that, oh, this stuff isn't involved with children to now having an NBC reporter up there 
specifically telling us that it's like some type of uh, required and totally normal part of a child's development and maturation process for them to be exposed to drag queens and have them, which is, you know, inherently, obviously, a sexualized event and a sexualized area, because otherwise, what's the point, that they are supposed to go through this and parents should be doing it. And what I talk about here, Libby, and I want to get your take on it as well, but I wrote this on Twitter. I'm going to say it again. This is a great example of how these people, Ben and Brandy, they are members of what I call the disinformation archipelago's research units. <laughs> and so the disinformation archipelago, these are these various outsourced censorship groups who don't employ, right? So here's how it works. They don't employ censors. They call them researchers. And then the researchers utilize a version of what Nancy Pelosi called the wrap-up smear. And it creates a closed circuit smear loop. So what you have is that one researcher then quotes the target but twists their, so the researcher names the target, twists their words, twists what they're saying, ascribes new meaning to it. Then one, then you get, and this is the best part, they get a journalist then to quote the researcher reporting the research on the target, whether it's lived to TikTok or Matt Walsh or you or me or talk, whoever it is, Charlie, Steve, um, obviously this is done to Donald Trump again and again throughout his presidency. It creates your feedback loop. Um, this is also, by the way, Tim Pool talks about he, uh, cytogenesis. People have mentioned that for uh, for Wikipedia, that you have a, a very bored and so let's say you're looking for a source on something. You go through a Wikipedia article and, and you have a very bored and lazy writer. They check out Wikipedia and they, they glance at whatever the summary is. But then some Wikipedia editors come over and say, well, you know what, that... Um, you know, that uh, this article is actually kind of kind of light. We have to find a better source for it more from a more credible source. And then they go and look at the article that was written based on the original bad Wikipedia article. Then they put that in and cite it after the fact of the actual article itself. And so you get circular reporting citing. So circular citations, a.k.a. cytogenesis. Libby, what yeah. is going on here? And, and, and does this have you seen any other examples of this where? These research units of the disinformation archipelago are then reported as truth, and then the report becomes the mainstream narrative that we're never allowed to change. Yeah, I think it happens all over the place. I think it's happening with this whole uh, conservatives are responsible for violence against LGBTQ institutions or what have you, all because conservatives are asking, why do children need to meet drag queens as part of their development? Why do children need to be read stories by drag queens as part of their development? Why do they need to go to uh, clubs and see drag queens perform and slip them cash as part of their education? Why does this need to happen? Um, and it needs to happen because uh, as James Lindsay and I were talking about about a year or so ago when he brought this to my attention and I started looking at some scholarly work about the queering of early childhood education, which is part of the you know basis of this whole thing. The idea is to break down children's barriers at very young ages and to make them have total and complete acceptance of right. uh, alternative sexual lifestyles and to sexualize them from a young age so that they don't know what their own boundaries are and they don't ask any questions 
And that's what's going on here. And you'll notice that Zadrozny and Collins, they don't address the questions. They don't address the issues. They don't answer for why children need to be sexualized by their teachers or why children need to be told that they could be born in the wrong bodies or that there could be something wrong with them if they like the opposite sex toys, whatever that means. They don't address those issues. They don't ask what's going on with these ideas. And they instead what they do is they target the individuals who are asking the questions. And their goal is to say asking the questions itself is hateful. You are hateful for doing it and you are hateful for asking it. So the information is hateful. Asking is, is hateful and you're hateful for doing it. So that is their goal. Their goal is to make it so that you can't even ask the question, so that you can't even talk about it and that you can't even say, hey, maybe my child doesn't need to be sexualized by drag queens and teachers who always want to ask five-year-olds what their pronouns are, as if five-year-olds have any idea at all what that means. No, Liv, I go off, Libby. That, that was that was Bannon level. That was a Bannon level rant. <laughs> level. You, you let the mama bear out a little bit there, uh, Libby. I could sense a little mama bear coming out. I could sense yeah, a little bit. I, you know, you know my son. I'm fiercely protective. Yeah. yeah. No, as you should. Yeah. As you absolutely should. And he's should. a good boy. And I see, teach him to think for himself. No, I see he's that's my thinker. thing. I always tell I always tell people that when um, you know, it's it's when I, when I'm going off, you don't want to be worried because if I'm talking everything's <laughs> fine. When I get quiet, that's when you want to get worried because when I'm quiet, that means I'm planning in a different direction, okay? Yeah, that means exactly. um that means other things are happening. You you don't want that. No, but but at at the end of the day, it's it's very simple. Right. We don't want violence, but we also don't want our children being groomed and we don't want the normalization of the sexualization of children going on in our society. The way to stop it, it's not with guns. It's not with violence. It's with legislation. It should be banned at the federal and state level. Start with the states. Move the way up to the federal government. If you have to, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Congresswoman, uh, who was just reelected, also just re reinstated on Twitter. She's put forward legislation to make this uh, and make these surgeries and these tre treatments uh, direct felony. I would absolutely make it illegal under whatever laws the state needs for these events for children being involved with drag queens or, or the rest of it completely illegal. Libby, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being. Make sure everybody goes and follows humanevents.com and the post millennial. We will see you tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.